Well, back in 2019, back, you know, when you could go outside without dying, uh, my wife and I decided to take a, uh, a train trip up from our home here in the Los Angeles area up to Carmel area. And mm. we took Amtrak and had an absolutely wonderful time. It was just really, really great. As we were pulling out of uh, Los Angeles, however, we saw rows and rows and rows and rows and rows of tents and houses and garbage and so on and so on and so on. This was back in the time of the great gigantic garbage dump downtown Los Angeles where there were reports of bubonic plague and all the rest. But coming into and out of somewhere in the Stockton area, I saw something I simply couldn't believe. And that was something like three miles of tent cities, three miles, some astonishing long distance of just nothing but garbage and people living in horrible conditions. So when I saw this picture, I thought, look, the garbage now and the homeless problem and all the rest of it has gotten so severe that the trains can't travel down the tracks anymore. We're going to have to get some kind of a snow clearing device, something with a big cow catcher, as, as uh, Scott pointed out in our backstage show, something that we can push through this area to move this garbage out of the way so that we can get the supply stuff that's already backed up in, in Long Beach Harbor out to the rest of the country. Turns out I was wrong about that. This isn't a result of homeless people. This isn't discarded garbage. This is train robbery. Union Pacific sent a letter to the uh, attorney general of the uh, city of Los Angeles, essentially saying that one out of five of their cars, which are essentially containers on, on wheels, one out of five are broken into pretty much on a daily basis. They said this has been up 356% or something in the last couple of years. They mentioned that we have seen time and time and time again where culprits are, have been, uh, suspects have been found, arrested, processed, and 24 hours later, they were back doing the exact same thing on the exact same cars and essentially laughing. So what you see here in this picture and others like it is not just discarded garbage. What you're looking at here are people's Christmas presents and, 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 and things from grandma. There's certain things in there, obviously, like toilet paper that may be going to a drugstore and stuff. But the criminals are looking specifically for UPS packages because they know that a personal package contains something of higher value and those are being selectively rated. So, uh, Steve, we got ourselves a wee bit of a problem here. And the problem is is that a criminal activity is not only not being punished, it's essentially, essentially being rewarded. When people are caught in the act of looting a train and taking whatever they happen to find, and they get arrested and they get a trespassing charge, no bail, no bond, no, no jail, no nothing, back you go. That's not just a question of not enforcing the law, is it? That's a question of actually advertising free stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it occurs to me that Los Angeles is run by more energetic, true believing communists than communist China is. Um, you know, give you an example. Uh, Shanghai, one of the busiest ports in the world. I just read this a few weeks ago. I had no idea. Turns out the port there is fully automated using 5G and AI to unload and reload containers in the most efficient way possible. And that's in communist China, where labor is significantly cheaper than it is here. Meanwhile, uh, the two big ports in Los Angeles, Port of Los Angeles and Long Beach, are still run in a very mid-21st century fashion um, because- 20th. Or 20th, excuse me, mid-20th. 
Sometimes I forget which century is which. I get yeah, confused. Too. Yeah. Um, but things haven't changed there much from the mid-30s or mid-50s of the last century to today, while the rest of the world is, is leapfrogging us. And this is scary and sad because logistics used to be the American genius. It's not often appreciated that uh, not long, just you know, a week after D-Day, which was the largest logistical operation in the world for an, an amphibious landing, we duplicated it on the other side of the world in the Pacific. Just incredible what we used to be able to do. And the Berlin airlift. And the Berlin air. Oh, that was phenomenal. But I was thinking about the water stuff because it's all related mm -hmm. to the ports. Sure. Um, watching this happen, it, I don't mean to sound alarmist, but if you're talking about a major freight company, a railroad freight company that won't operate in Los Angeles anymore because of crime. I don't know how many railroad freight companies operate out of Los Angeles, but it can't be that many. There aren't that many of them around the country. No, it's pretty much Union Pacific. It's pretty uh, much it. Okay, Union Pacific. Well, if that's the case and the trains stop running, then it's going to be up to the truckers. The uh, the truckers, for various reasons, one of them being AB5 out in California, there aren't enough of them allowed to operate in California. And if the organized crime rings start hitting the truckers, then the trucks stop. And if the trains stop and the trucks stop, then the people of Los Angeles, all six or seven million of them, however many it is, will have approximately approximately three days to clear out of that city before they starve. Well, it's uh, you can give them even more credit than that, Steve. Uh, Scott, uh, one of the things that we've been seeing, of course, is, uh, is inflation. We've been seeing uh, shortages on shelves all across the country. And most people don't realize just exactly how much of the stuff that comes into this country comes in through Port of Los Angeles and Long Beach, which are they, they are adjacent to each other. So if you want to know why there's uh, missing food on your shelf and why things are costing as much as they are, it's because of just about a, I don't know, if the United States is a roughly 2,000 miles across, it's the first three or four miles that are the problem. As Steve pointed out, California politics has dictated essentially that independent truckers, the guys that do most of the work, are not allowed to get into uh, Long Beach because they're non-union and all the rest of this stuff. So we can't get it off the ships. But if we can get it off the ships and get it onto the trains, then once again, Los Angeles and California are at fault because they have essentially made it absolutely consequence-free to have to have train robberies on an hourly basis in this city and and it's not just your Christmas present. It could be the, the medication that you that you need to stay alive. It could be any number of things that are being stolen directly under the eyes of, of people who can't do anything about it. And in the few cases where they actually make arrests, they're immediately returned. If you could take the first 15 miles of, of the supply line out of the hands of Californians, Scott, and hand it over to sane people, you wouldn't have a supply problem in this country. You know, I, I feel like if I were running a railroad like that, I would just write a note to the district attorney and say, uh, finding ourselves outside of your protection, we have decided to resort to our own means and take it from there. I mean, either you're going With the to Winchester. be- Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, and, and that would work, solve the problem like that. And if Marshal Matt Dillon is no longer available to ride along with this- uh, with this particular car, then we will find others who can do so. 
Um, it's they're they're sitting ducks. You know, it's like it's like the worst sitting duck ever. Not only are you you know sitting still when these people are robbing you, but you're on a track. You know, it's like you can't even like make evasive maneuvers. <laughs> The, the, the car is sitting still and stuck there, can only move in two directions, um, and it's not being moved anywhere. And these uh, people have no idea the scope of these trains. If you ever sat at a railroad crossing in like a Midwestern town and waited for a train to pass, you know, you might as well pull out your Kindle and read a chapter uh, <laughs> because it's going to take a while. And massive amounts of material being moved there. And so the problem isn't only the stuff that's being stolen. It's the stuff that's being thrown away as they're looting and pillaging because they don't have time to, uh, you know, carefully restack the boxes that they don't care to take with them. Um, If law enforcement abandons its primary role, uh, then I think private industry has a moral duty, obligation and absolute right to protect the goods and services that they are handling on behalf of other people. I'm not saying that they should become trigger happy, uh, but being able to provide your own means of security. I mean, if if only they, they should do this one thing and take a take a uh, page out of the book of Hollywood celebrities. Just get your own security. You know, I mean, there are all the beautiful people are doing it. Why not you? And, but if you live in a state like California and you have a private security guard who throws a guy off the train because he's cut the padlock and is in there ransacking the train, guess who's going to jail? Guess which one of these two is going to jail? You cannot live in a world that's inverted. Now, Scott had a perfectly reasonable suggestion, and that suggestion was, why doesn't the, 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 the railroad company, why doesn't Union Pacific just write a letter to the to the attorney general of the state uh, of the city of Los Angeles. And it turns out that's exactly what they did. They sent a letter to L.A. Attorney General uh, Georges Gasson. I'm just going to go with that name because it sounds a little more appropriate for the kind of person who just doesn't give a damn about enforcing the law. And they talk about the fact that it's not just a 300 percent increase in crime and how we can no longer operate in Los Angeles without without simply going out of business. And if we don't do something about it, then we're going to have to leave and then good luck getting all of this stuff. And so they wrote a a, a particularly long and and very well-reasoned, extremely rational appeal to the to the uh, to the attorney general of the city of Los Angeles saying we just can't stay here if you don't do something about this law enforcement's your job not ours but I did notice as I was reading this one thing in there that that clued me into just how deep this problem actually is this is a letter from the attorney for uh, the uh, for the railroad to the district attorney and in the very last paragraph second sentence he says this While we understand the well-intentioned social justice goals of the policy, referring to non-arrest and zero bail and all the rest, while we understand the well-intentioned social justice goal of the policy, we need our justice system to support our partnership efforts with local law enforcement, hold these criminals accountable, and most important, help protect our employees and the critical local and national rail network. And I would just propose to you out there and to those of you who may be attorneys for Union Pacific as well, how much stronger that sentence would be if you take the weasel words 
out of it. It's got nothing to do with social justice. It's got nothing to do with that whatsoever. So instead of, while we understand the well-intentioned social justice goals of the policy, we need our justice system to support our partnership efforts, why don't we just make that sentence, we need our justice system to support our partnership efforts with local law enforcement, hold these criminals accountable, and most important, help protect our employees and the critical local and national rail network. By putting that in there, they are essentially making the exact case of the people that they're appealing to. This is not a social justice issue, you idiots. You are being, you are being robbed on a daily basis by a by a government that allows this fig leaf of social justice to the, so that this can occur. And for you to go along with that fig leaf is an indication of just how deep this rot is. I'm with Scott 100%. Put a couple of guys with shotguns on the top of these cars, fire a couple warning shots, nobody gets hurt. Joe Biden, in fact, said just fire a couple rounds into the air. And now you got a club, but we'll put that aside. And the problem goes away. But they don't want the problem to go away. And that's the problem. For Steve Green and Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. We'll see you next time right here on Right Out.